From the Mitchell Center to Coleman Coliseum, the Bartow and Trojan Arenas. From Veterans Memorial Stadium to Legion Field to Hancock-Whitney Stadium. With a combined 75 years of experience in the sports radio world, these guys have spent their professional lives roaming the stadiums and arenas that host your favorite teams. And now, they invite you to join them inside the press box. Get ready for Chris Stewart. Throws it out. Norris left alone. Corner three. Red smoking hot. J.D. Byers. Three-step drop. Steps up. Looks. Swatted down. Set. Down he goes. Mike Grace. Curveball right back up the middle. They'll wave out and around third base. Slides in. The dogs have won it. And the broadcasters, journalists, coaches, and game changers making today's news. They're all here inside the Press Box. Welcome to the Press Box Podcast. For my partners, Chris Stewart and J.D. Byers, I'm Mike Grace. What you're about to hear is just a slice of our Press Box radio show, heard on great stations across Alabama and online 24-7 at PressBoxRadio.com. The show is our way of sharing with you the access we enjoy to a group of friends and colleagues who, like us, have the honor of working with and around the teams and the sports we all love. Today's guest, an entertaining, charismatic young man, you're going to love this. Thomas Fletcher is the Alabama long snapper, the guy who snaps for punts and kickoffs for the Alabama Crimson Tide. Well, now he's a Carolina Panther after being drafted by the Panthers in this past weekend's NFL draft. Now, again, his story's gone viral. The video is all over the Internet of his call from head coach Matt Rule announcing that, hey, we've drafted you. You'll love it. It's a great story, and he's just a fantastic guy. From the Alabama Crimson Tide, headed towards the Carolina Panthers, but he made a stop inside the press box on his way. Here is Thomas Fletcher. I was under the understanding that my opportunity in Carolina was going to be as an undrafted free agent, and I was assuming that the call was about that when it came from a Charlotte, North Carolina number. Um, And I answered it, and, you know, Coach – Coach knew exactly where my head was at, and which is why he said, you know, hey, Fletch, you coming, bro? And I was, you know, I, I didn't have a real particular answer for him at the time, which is why I said, like, I'm in, you know, I'm <laughs> trying to figure it out right now. And then for him to say, no, 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 I just drafted you. Are you coming or what? It, I, you don't have a choice. <laughs> You're coming. <laughs> well, well, I didn't. I does the first time in my life where I'm like, I don't, I don't want a choice. Like, yeah. it's perfect. Well, for, uh, for anyone who missed it, let's uh, let's let them relive a little bit of uh, that phone call that uh, that happened over the weekend. Hey, Fletch, what's up, bro? What's up, brother? You coming or what? Uh, trying to figure it out right now. No, 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 no. I just drafted you. You coming or what? Are you kidding? Yeah, bro. <laughs> no, you did yeah. not. Yeah. Welcome to. Carolina. Are you serious? Yeah, man. Welcome to Carolina Panthers. Dude, chill out, brother. <laughs> Dude, I, I had, to had to bleep that a couple of times, but uh, I can understand <laughs> the enthusiasm, Thomas. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's. I mean, you. You you imagine that moment when you're a kid. I mean, the entire time you're growing up. Like I was around professional sports my entire life. My dad worked in professional sports, and you know I've watched every draft that I can, you know, that happened during my lifetime that I could comprehend. And you always imagine it happening to you. 
but you certainly don't expect it to happen to you, especially, you know, at my position on the football field. And so for, for that moment to actually happen was, I mean, it's obviously something that I will remember for the rest of my life, but I, I could not have in any way prepared myself for what it would have felt like for it to actually happen. I mean, it was just, it was, it was pretty amazing. Thomas, it's Chris. Tell us the background. Tell us the family background that, that you're referencing for those that don't know the story. Yeah, so my dad was a long snapper also, and he played at San Diego State in the 90s when Marshall Falk was there and then played for the Oakland Raiders and the Seattle Seahawks. And once he got out of uh, professional football, he ended up working in marketing for the Portland Trailblazers for 13 years and then worked for um, IMG and Endeavor selling sponsorships and, and naming rights for the Pac-12 and the Big 12. And then he got out of that and is now currently the uh, vice president of global partnerships for the Phoenix Suns. So I was around professional sports, you know, my entire existence. I would say if your dad was playing with Marshall Falk, he was probably snapping field goals and extra points more than he was snapping punts. Yeah, that they uh, <laughs> he always tells the story about Marshall's coming out party where it was like, you know, a scout from San Diego State went down to New Orleans to recruit another player and saw Marshall at practice and was like, this is obviously a guy that we need to have. And he said that his first practice as a freshman, everybody was like, who is 28? And then uh, running back got hurt. I believe like game three of that year and Marshall ran for like 550 yards and six touchdowns and whatever. That's exactly what he said. He's like, and we didn't punt very much the rest of my college career. I want you to tell us Thomas, uh, how specialized your position is because there may be a casual fan or maybe somebody riding in the car with a casual fan and go, why are they interviewing this guy? Who is he? What's he do? You tell us what you do. And then I want you to also put it in context. I, hate, I always hate asking two questions at once because sometimes they may forget one. Tell us what you do, but then tell us, has there been a long snapper drafted and who may be the last one or you know, kind of what's the chances of a long snapper being drafted to the NFL? Yeah, so basically what I do is when we punt the ball or we kick field goals, I'm the center. And so that snap goes from – you know, five yards when it's uh, center to a quarterback exchange. And then when you're kicking a field goal, it's an eight-yard snap to the holder. And when you're kicking a punt, it's a 15-yard snap to the punter. And so I basically bend down and look between my legs, hold the ball with two hands, and, you know, have to, if we're kicking a field goal, I have to throw it and hit the guy where his hand is. And if we're kicking a punt, I have to put it on his hip. And then I set back and, you know, block whoever's trying to block the punt. Um, and there, there have been, there's been one he, snapper taken in each draft of the past six years, but you know, it's only been, it's only been one and it doesn't happen all that often because the need for a snapper in the NFL is significantly different than it is any other position. So there's one snapper on every NFL team and there's only 32 NFL teams. You have three quarterbacks, multiple running backs, multiple linemen at every position, multiple DBs, multiple skill guys at every position, and you only have one snapper. So the need isn't always there for somebody to get drafted, but it has been happening more so now than it ever has before because the importance of the position has 
begun to, you know, be recognized because people don't put as much value on having a good snapper as they do not having a bad one, you know, because (laughs) Ah. you don't care about it unless somebody, you know, is incapable of doing it. But there was, there were actually two snappers taken in the draft this year. It's the first time ever. Uh, it was me and then my buddy from Michigan went to uh, the Washington football team. So it's it, becoming Langham more, and more agency, right? common, uh, but again, not still not the norm. So here's here's what I I'm hearing in that. It's snapper. It ain't center. So I want to know how much hell Landon Dickerson gives you for the fact you don't have to throw a block after you snap the football. You get to go down and make a tackle. I bet he's jealous as heck of that, except for the fact he don't want to run 100 yards or 50 yards downfield. Landon, we could do the exact same job, and Landon would still give me grief for it. That's I mean, that's, oh, one, that's, of my, that's, that, right. that's one of my best friends, man. I mean, I, I love Landon to death, but, yeah, there's – we, we could do literally the exact same job the exact same amount of time, and I would still get grief from Landon. And Landon would get grief from me. That's just – that's friendship in this game. He, I want to throw uh, – uh, go ahead. Uh, he seems like, in, in everything, the ultimate teammate because, as we saw in the last week of the season, it didn't matter if he was playing or not. He was locked in. He was engaged. He was making sure everybody else was doing – what they needed to be doing, but he was also making sure everybody was having fun in the process. Yeah, well, Landon, I mean, you can tell in this sport specifically when people genuinely love what they're doing and when people are trying to put on a front that they love what they're doing. And you can also tell the difference between a teammate that genuinely loves you as a brother and a teammate who thinks they should love you as a brother because that's what a good teammate should do. Landon knows no other way than to love everybody he's around and to love football and to love the team atmosphere and to put everything that he has into it. And that with his personality, which is, you know, one of the most special people I've ever been around it, he has no choice but to be an incredible teammate and, but to be an incredible friend and, but to be, you know, a brother to me and a lot of other people, you know, he's a very, very special dude. And, you know, I mean, he, uh, like quick story about Landon. He's obviously a massive human being. Um, I was on the leadership council when, when Landon showed up. And so every year we would do the freshman Lake day at coach Saban's house and the leadership would get there before the freshmen. And then they would all show up. You'd kind of, you know, welcome them to what you're going to do. You drive down on the golf carts, go out on the boat, everything like that. Well, we're all sitting there waiting for the freshmen to show up. And here comes the group of, of young guys. Well, Landon is technically a part of that group. And so Landon comes walking up and we're all looking around like, that's a freshman. Like, who is that? And uh, we ended up actually rooming together for for fall camp that year and you know have been have been close friends ever since thomas fletcher alabama crimson tide long snapper former tider he's now going to be a carolina panther drafted as the long snapper i think to be a good team player when you move to the nfl uh, when you report first thing you should do is come in that locker room wearing some crimson tide national championship rings and just say hey guys i'm here <laughs> in clemson country it's probably not the best option i could do for myself but I want to put this – you were talking about a good one or a great snapper versus a bad snapper. I wanted to give you an example. 
of when I found out the difference myself, when I was playing college, we, I had the kickers, you only had our holder was starting quarterback. And then the second string holder was a wide receiver. So oftentimes in specialty, we would hold for each other while the other guys were doing their things at their positions, not uncommon. So I was a kicker. The punter would hold. Well, the punter was also a backup kicker. So I'd flip around and I'd hold. I had taken snaps from at least four or five deep snappers. And I kind of knew all of them, like where I would catch it, uh, where the seams would be. The speed of the snap was exactly the same. We get a transfer from Kentucky. His name was Mike Nord. Um, He was a tackle, but he could also deep snap. He got into an altercation with an influential booster. We'll put it that way at Kentucky. He was playing for Bill Curry, (laughs) and he was asked to leave. So we got him. North Alabama. I get down. I take his. Uh, I take his first snaps as a deep snapper, and I put my hand out and you know gave it the little flinch like ready. I never saw it. I didn't have my helmet on. I, my nose was bloody. I mean, blood was pouring. I don't know how many deep snaps I've caught in my life. I never saw that ball. It was it was crazy. So I, I can't imagine having to catch yours because uh, I've seen you. I actually called the Senior Bowl on the uh, the radio network and saw you in action. Just so so impressive. That has to take a lot of work. Uh, it took some discipline and dedication to say, "Hey, this is what I'm going to do, and this is going to be my specialty." And uh, I, I I just I'm so proud of you, but I also admire you big time, man. I appreciate that, man, very much. I mean, it was definitely. You know, when you're eight or nine years old, it's not the most popular thing among your friends to be the kid that long snaps. But I, I can tell you right now, I'm, I could not be happier that I decided to pursue it. You know, I mean, it has paid dividends for me, and it's something that I, I genuinely love doing. And, you know, when you love what you do, it's, it, it's, it's a special deal. You know, it doesn't happen for everybody that you – are able to, you know, pursue something that you genuinely love and that you could hopefully do for a long time. You know, it's, it's, it's pretty awesome. You got a guy coming in behind you, uh, and he may not be a starter right away, but his name is Neelan Hibbett. Um, he is the grandson, Chris of Bama great NFL, great, uh, Dennis Holman. So, uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's coming, uh, I I think it's a preferred walk on, but, uh, I didn't know if you uh, had heard of his name yet, uh, Thomas, but uh, would be a good guy to kind of, you know, uh, bring some history with him as well. But uh, can't wait to watch you on Sundays, my friend. No, I appreciate that. And there's going to be uh, give me a heck of a competition for the snapper spot at Alabama. I'm looking forward to seeing what the boys end up doing, man. I love those guys. I, I know I know Neelan. I know Carter Short, who's uh, who's coming from Hoover. And then obviously, you know, Jake Hall and Gabe Pugh have been my teammates for, for the past couple of years, and they're all good dudes. They all are are hungry for the opportunity. So it's going to be a heck of a competition, man. I'm looking forward to seeing what happens. Hey, man, and helping those guys in every way I can help them. You know, congratulations, happy for you. It's uh, it's a wonderful opportunity, and and looking forward to following you. It's uh, it's incredible that almost. Uh, I know you don't remember this because, Lord, you were you were in kindergarten or younger when this this train started running or, or close to it. But man, there were there was literally nobody drafted 
the year before Coach Saban came in or his very first year. And now there's going to be the, the photo op after every single game you play in where former Tide players are shaking hands after a game. It's insane how it has changed in the span of uh, a decade and a half of him being in Tuscaloosa. Well, and I can tell you, I mean, I don't, just as you said, I don't know any different. You know, I mean, yeah. like from an Alabama perspective, like that's all I've ever seen as as a kid growing up. Like one of my earliest memories of football was like watching uh, Mark Ingram win the Heisman. Like, you know, it's – I yeah, I don't know any different. But at the same time, I know the person that I was when I came to school and I know the person that I am now that I'm leaving school. And wow. everything about my maturity – and how I've grown, the things I've learned from not only a football perspective, but also how to be a man. Because, like, when you come to college, I understand that, you know, these kids are put on a platform where you're expected to be an adult and to be a, you know, essentially, essentially the expectation now is that as soon as you come to college, especially at a program like Alabama, you're a professional athlete and you need to know how to carry yourself. You need to know how to be a pro you're a kid. Like, don't get it confused. You are absolutely, I mean, a child when you come to college, but when you come to a program like this, you should leave as a man. And I'm leaving as a man because of the influence that coach Saban had on me and the opportunities that he created for me. And from him, just, you know, really teaching me what it meant to act as a professional and to live through life as a professional, because his expectation for you is not that you leave Alabama as a draft pick. It's not that you go play in the NFL for, you know, however many years. His expectation is that you buy into the principles and values that he sets for the organization. And he all but assures you that if you do that, whatever you choose to be successful in, you will be successful in. Because those habits transfer to everything in a professional sense, in a football sense, and anything you can imagine, if you live life according to the way that Coach Saban believes you should live it, I mean, he's that, that, that's what he does for him. And he's basically telling us, here's what works. Here's the best way to be successful. And the people that listen to it, you know, get to enjoy life and get to see the things that they want to accomplish come to fruition. You know, so I could not be more more thankful to have been a part of Coach Saban's organization and, you know, to forever have my name tied to Coach Saban and tied to the University of Alabama is, you know, an, an incredible honor that I'm, I will absolutely cherish forever. Thomas Fletcher, Alabama long snapper, perhaps the ultimate example of how Nick Saban is changing men's lives, investing in men's lives in a lot more than just football. That's Thomas Fletcher again, long snapper for the Crimson Tide, headed now to the Carolina Panthers, our guest on the Press Box Podcast. Catch our daily show weekdays on great stations around the state of Alabama and online 24-7 at PressBoxRadio.com. You can find us on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all at PressBoxRadio1. That's PressBoxRadio and the number one. And, of course, we always would love to hear from you. Email us at PressBoxRadio1 at gmail.com. Again, PressBoxRadio, the number one, at gmail.com. For Chris Stewart, for J.D. Byers, I'm Mike Gray saying thanks for joining us here on the Press Box Podcast.